the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. Been another very busy day, busy week in the city of London and surrounding areas. I'm really excited today because the story that we're focusing on is something that I feel a lot of people may encounter after the 16 months of working from home. So joining me today, London Free Press reporter Norman DeBono. Norm, how are you doing today? Very well, Lindsay. Thank you for, for asking. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well and sort of... Uh, Thank you for for inviting me to the podcast. And Thank you for taking time to do it. You wrote a fantastic piece in the pages of the London Free Press, and it's still over at lfpress.com. The title of that piece, As Office Workers Slowly Trickle Back, One London Law Firm Sets Clear Rules. Now, that London law firm is Mackenzie Lake Lawyers in London, and they are already back to work, 150 people back in the office, vaccines mandatory so this is actually a really interesting story and it's really interesting how the story developed so uh, i've been trying to cover the actual course you know work from home um, uh, provisions and that's impacted especially the core area of businesses downtown and slowly now that you know vaccines have been rolled out we're seeing more people getting vaccinated you know hopefully and thank goodness um some businesses started started to have their workers return to work this is very early in the process i'm hearing from a lot of businesses that they want to see people return to the office September, October, into the fall, be willing to give them the summer. But Mackenzie Lake, out of the gate, said that they wanted to return to work as soon as possible. Of course, as you know, it's a law firm. They think it's very important that the law firm have people um, in the office working with each other, communicating with each other. And uh, they sort of mandated, you have to get a vaccine and you have to return to work. And um, they've had no sort of uh, opposition from their employees from that from my from what I heard of, 75% of their workers are um, are double vaxxed and the balance are one vaxxed and the ones, 25% who have one vaccine, they have already booked their second vaccination. So that's a requirement. And they made it very clear that if they, um, if an employee had a problem with either of those provisions, they could look for work elsewhere. I was surprised by that. I was surprised by the tone of it. Um, and uh, we had a lot of comments on our, on, our, on, our, on our free press page that sort of were also surprised by that sort of a line in the sand kind of um, position by the law firm, but it was a law firm and they have employee law lawyers there and they seem to think that they were on pretty solid ground with that. Well, that was going to be kind of my next question. My knee jerk when reading it was, is this even allowed? Now, granted, I understand a lot of people didn't have the opportunity to work from home because they were frontline workers and right. life has just kind of continued for them over the past 16 months. Yeah. This is the first business that we are seeing kind of in the city and region to take this stance. Do we anticipate more companies doing this, especially ones that maybe <clears throat> adapt as well? I did a bit of a call to several businesses that are in similar fields, law firms and other offices, and some commercial realtors who are dealing one-on-one with landlords and with businesses returning to work. They have never, they hadn't heard of another business taking this position, but uh, I spoke to Mike Peerless, the managing partner at McKenzie Lake afterwards, and he said that he had had a lot of people, businesses and others in the legal community reach out to him with messages of support and suggesting that they might take a similar position. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the start of a trend. You're starting to see businesses take more of a hard line toward that. And as to whether or not they can do it, I think it is a legal question. Uh, if you try to fire someone for not returning to work or for, or for requiring a vaccination, I think it's a gray area. But um, 
Mike and because Lake made it very clear that they're willing to sort of take on that issue. And as he said to me in the interview, um, you know, they have employment lawyers on staff, and in the end, if they have to pay someone a severance package to go away as part of a wrongful dismissal suit, they're willing to do that. That's how strongly they feel about this. Um, they really see it as a safety precaution, a safety issue, a health issue. They want to ensure they have clients in there, uh, meeting lawyers, um, everything from you know, personal injury law to, to family law or to property law, business law. And they want to make sure that they can tell their clients, this is their position, this is a safe workplace, you can come in here. And so that is invaluable to them. And I, I kind of, but it, you know, your, I think your instincts are right on with this. And is that it raises a really interesting issue as to whether where the standard lies in the workplace going forward, because more and more workplaces are going to be facing return to work. What can, what can employers ask for? What can employees say yes or no to? And um, it's going to open up a whole area of discussion, you know, when, when businesses return more fully in the fall. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting issue to follow. And I don't really don't know where it's going to, you know, what, what, what side the issue is going to fall, fall down on. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more people returning to work and having to return to work. Let's put it that way. Yeah, fair enough. This story was kind of a double whammy with regards to mandatory vaccinations, which I guess it's all going to come down to the prerogative of the business. Like you said, if they're prepared to pay severance for employees who don't want that, then that's what they're prepared to do. But it was also interesting to read. This is the first business that I've heard of. Um, Non-negotiable return to work. Everything we're seeing so far, and a lot of people still working from home, is there might be hybrid weeks. Or if you have the chance to work from home exclusively, if that's what you're into, then that's what you are going to do. Um, Did they give any kind of indication as to why they were so ahead of the curve for this, especially since you said a lot of places are looking at the fall? Yeah, first of all, you're, you're right on. Most businesses I, I, I speak to, including two other law firms that were quoted in the story, said uh, they want to work with their employees. And if some people want to do a, a, a return to work from home on a phased-in basis or a hybrid where they're home two days a week in office three or home three, two, they're willing to accommodate that. So, I mean, I think Mackenzie Lake is right now, they're sort of alone on this. Um, so, um, but I wouldn't be, but I, I think we will see more hybrid sort of um, uh, scheduled return to work uh, for businesses in the fall when things do sort of ramp up and hopefully get back to, to, to normal. Um, so, yeah, I think they will be, I, I think more businesses will go with a hybrid option. I think it'll be more on the table. I think you'll see more places doing that. I think you'll see some people returning to work, others at, more at home. Uh, and I, I personally think that that's a pretty positive de- development. If they, if the workplace can accommodate that, if workers Workers, from what I've heard from the workers that I've spoken to and people who are in organized labor, <clears throat> the, the work from home provision uh, is, a, is a money saver. It's a cost saver in the, in the long run, but it's also less anxiety, less stress, more personal time. Uh, I think studies, national studies have actually suggested that people are working more from home, that the work, the output has actually productivity has increased because people are returning to the work table, their office, maybe after dinner or in the evening or, you know, get up earlier and have an hour to, so so productivity has not been a factor from what I understand for people who work from home. And so there's a lot of support at that for increased work from home provision in most workplaces and in research that's done. McKinsey Lake is sort of flying in the face of that and going in the opposite direction because they really believe in the team approach. They believe in the culture, workplace culture, which has taken a hit in the pandemic, um, the camaraderie and that sharing of information between people. And as the story suggests that I quote a commercial realtor in the story that's saying that, what he has heard is that 
in workplaces that see themselves as perhaps more creative, um, like uh, architectural firms, for example, where there's more, it's a creative process is, 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 that is involved. Um, they would like to see more people return to work because they think that creativity in the workplace, uh, sharing of information, communication is vital to that and feeding off one another in a, sounds kind of, you know, very fair thing to say, but the energy of the workplace, the vibe of workplace can actually contribute to the productivity and, and to the quality of work. So places like that are leaning more toward seeing more back to work. Other places are kind of saying more, more sort of entrenched office workers, finance sector, banking, insurance are saying, yeah, we can accommodate more work from home. So, but it's early days, right? It's July and, and we're gonna see this ramp out really probably in September, October. So it's gonna be interesting to follow and I hope we do follow it, sort of see if there is sort of a general pattern that emerges, whether whether emerges, whereas where the business are, are gonna be taking a hard line and say, uh, like McKenzie, like, nope, you gotta be back here or else you're fired. Or will they say, yeah, we can accommodate, let's work together and let's sort of uh, share a space. Yeah, fair enough. I have to know, um, sorry, uh, did Mike give any kind of indication as to um, growing number of cases? So Dr. Chris Mackey, for instance, had said a couple of days ago that our vaccination rates had kind of plateaued. And then we've seen a bit of an uptick. He said 1%, another 1% in such a short period of time because of all these new mobile vaccination clinics, the pop-ups, they're right. really, really helping. Um, as of Wednesday, 12 new cases in Middlesex, London. Was there any kind of indication as concern about we are getting over the hill of the pandemic. Yeah. We're not there yet. Yeah, certainly we discussed that. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, and of course, the uh, the Delta variant is a really critical factor that's out there. Um, and it's a very dangerous factor. So um, that's why they are insisting on vaccinations. I mean, overwhelmingly, the research is suggesting that if you're double vaccinated, that you are, that it's a much safer position to be in. You can still get COVID, but it's not at all a serious illness necessarily you might get flu symptoms but you will be hospitalized or perhaps even die so that's why the vaccination is so critical and that's why they're insisting on it and so like i said everyone is either double vaccinated or the second shot is is is, is scheduled um so they would not because of the delta variant and because of the risk of of, of any emerging future variants of um uh, of a pandemic of a, of a, of a virus um, they wouldn't allow people in the workplace who are not vaccinated. But there is a feeling that if you're double vaxxed, it's a safe provision uh, on the job. Yeah, Dr. Chris Mackey had basically said last week that it, once you are double vaxxed plus your 14 days, your pandemic essentially over, which is a good thing and encouraging news. So anybody who hasn't had their vaccinations yet, um, I think that might be kind of the fire that everybody needed to hear yeah. is hope for return to normal. Um, the article was also very interesting because you didn't just speak to Mackenzie Lake, you also spoke to Siskins and Learners Law Firms as well. Now, yeah. Siskins announced back in January of 2020 right before the world kind of went for the tank with the pandemic, that they were moving from their Waterloo Street location into the towers at Dundas and Wellington. There was a ton of money poured into this reno, but they yeah. are not taking a hard and fast stance like McKenzie, like with regards to their staff returning to work, correct? That's right. And not yet anyway. Again, it's early days. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the in the fall they say that they, they did, they they may in fact say, um, you know, they want more people returning to work, but both learners and both um, 
Siskin said that um, they're following the health guidelines very closely. They're not requiring it right now. Uh, they are sort of uh, allowing the option to work from home, but they also said they're going to revisit that in the future. So who knows where that's going to go? And I think it's it's still early days on that. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was you know a direction that more people would turn to the workplace. Um, but right now, there's certainly a willingness to accommodate anybody who wants to work from home, at least on a part-time or provisional basis, that they would that they would hear what they have to say, and that that would be on the table. So I think that's good news, and I, I mean, I think that's a good word. I think that's a good employer that would want to hear hear what their workers want, and uh, um, you know, take their 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 views into account when it came to working conditions and and, and where you're going to conduct work. the The other factor that's out there that no one's really talking about right now <clears throat> is too much is the financial aspect of it. The fact that if a business can get out of its lease or can reduce its, the scale of its operation and save money on rent, um, work from home now gives them an opportunity to do that. We've seen this more in the tech sector, something I didn't get into in that story because it was a very specific story. But I've written early in the pandemic, I wrote about how digital and technology businesses are sort of saying, you know what, this work from home is great and our workers like it. Uh, again, it can be a creative workplace. Um, so they're seeing there is a trend that's seeing some digital technology firms are seeing a scale back in the workplace or even surrendering uh, leases where they can uh, and doing more work from home. So I think, you know, you'll see a split. You'll see sort of a really divided kind of sector. Uh, how it affects the downtown long term is going to be also a very interesting to, thing to watch that we don't really know yet. But we're going to see it. Um, you know, we're going to see a lot of businesses down. We're going to see, we might see fewer people in the core. And that would be too bad for the businesses that are already hurt very badly by the pandemic. Uh, but they're relying on that downtown traffic to sort of get them back for coffee and lunches and for you know, beer after work. And that could be lessened somewhat. That would be unfortunate. But that's a very real possibility in, in the future as, as workplaces uh, scale back their, their presence in the office sector. There's definitely that possibility <laughs> with that as well was, uh, if there's less people downtown, I, who never worked downtown, would be more inclined to go downtown mid-afternoon, grab a bite to eat, to physically take a break from my work, get up from my desk, go stretch my legs, go yeah. support a local business and get out there. So you're right. This is going to be very interesting to watch unfold. I really appreciate the time. This piece was fantastic. I encourage anybody who's listening right now to head over to lfpress.com and read the full article there. Uh, we're just going to have to sit and wait and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, what it underscores is what everyone already knows is that the COVID-19 pandemic may be waning. We hope it is. We hope that we're sort of nearing the end of the pandemic, but we're going to be seeing the long-term effects of this pandemic in the for a long time, perhaps years to come. I think it's fundamentally changed the way we work. And uh, we don't really understand how it, how the full ramifications of that yet, but um, it's, it's altered our lives forever. And we're going to sort of, uh, it's gonna be fascinating to see how that shakes out. But thank you for your time today, Lindsay. I really appreciate your questions. Thank you for your time, Norm, and stay well. Uh, just a reminder, oh. we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, of course, over at lfpress.com. If you like what you're hearing, please hit subscribe. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the London Free Press Podcast. Until then, stay well. Stay well.